Hey, we are live. Welcome to another episode of Josh's Daily Brew. It's good to have you here. Psychedelics and meat-based diets. I am endlessly fascinated by the intersection of these two. And reason being is because I am a big advocate for keto carnivore diets. One, two is um, I'm also a big fan of the science behind psychedelics and mindfulness. And I'm very interested because I don't see many people talking about the coexistence of these two very esoteric, very secular domains. Um, so the reason why I'm saying this is, is because in traditional psychedelic work, if you work with a shaman or whoever you're working with, usually they would tell you to um, abstain from red meat, um, probably eat a very plain diet, uh, low in animal fats, no dairy, things like that. Um, it actually all depends on the specific plant and the specific people that you're working with. And I can't stress this enough is that it is important to work with the right people <laughs> and the right plants and things like that because these are very powerful substances. There's no doubt about that. Um, and in fact, if you want to read my one of my psychedelic accounts um, from Africa Burn, uh, I'll link it below in my bio, but sort of beyond the scope of today's video. I, myself, um, my most recent psychedelic experience happened, it actually happened quite a while ago now. It just seems with COVID and things like that, everything has uh, sort of um, amalgamated into one big, long, weird month. So uh, it was September last year, so 2020. Um, I did the San Pedro journey with my guide, Charles, who I'm hoping to get onto the podcast. And without going into too much detail, the reason why I don't think anyone should discuss their journeys in too much detail, um, if you read Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, who is a very big proponent in psychedelic research and making this stuff more available, but not only that, making uh, psychedelics more understandable through funding research projects and um, speaking to the right people and really stressing the importance of efficacy and going about these things in the right way. But in Tools of Titans, uh, Tim Ferriss spoke to Dan, Eng Dan Engel, I can't really get his name right, but he talks about something called holding the gold. And what this means is that when you have a sacred experience, um, like anything in life, you know, you develop a little bit of a spiritual ego. And with that spiritual ego comes a sense of entitlement or a sense of wanting to um, tell the world about your experience. Um, so you get this godlike persona. And hold the goal is important because your experience is so unique to you and your situation that you must not assume that it applies to everyone. And you must assume that everyone is on a very, very different journey to yours. And it's a very good rule of thumb to have because I must say often I've had quite a few psychedelic experiences. Um, my spiritual ego, being the person that I am in, and, and wanting to share content, I immediately want to assume that I know better and that I can impart my uh, so-called wisdom onto the world. 
which which is not always the case um and in fact i get so put off when people do do that um it's uh it's just one of those filters that i have embedded in me there are a few people that i really do enjoy however and and they share their experiences quite liberally and i'm sure that they don't share all the details but they do share their experiences um tim ferris like i mentioned but aubrey marcus is a very uh good guy um something i don't know what aubrey's uh close friend is eric godsey or whatever but he writes some very interesting um like poetry and things like that on instagram based on his experience so again i'm not saying that uh not or sharing your experience is bad it, it just all depends i think who it's coming from and what the message is and sort of what the underlying meaning of it you know are you sharing it to get likes and views and are you virtue signaling or are you sharing it because you genuinely have a beautiful message to portray and that's probably part of your journey right now so back to my san pedro journey san pedro is a cactus um from mexico and if i'm not mistaken i might be wrong but I th- i'm pretty sure it is um as you can see i'm not uh, the most scientifically orientated person or um the most knowledgeable person so i think that's the caveat for this whole uh, show is take everything i say with a grain of salt do your own research do your own uh, due diligence things like that but there we go san pedro was uh was my most recent psychedelic experience actually i'm lying i did go to one festival in december so like prior to that that was my most recent one um and again san pedro this is my first what was interesting about this was it was my first guided ceremony and uh, my troll my my trolls my guard trolls um was a great guide and again like i said i would love to get him on the show but what was interesting is it was a very very long um what we would call a trip um it lasted very long hours okay let me back up a bit i went into a bit of a pre for the for the week before i did um i cut out a few things in my diet um mainly coffee which was the big one for me um that gave me strong coffee withdrawal headaches um things like that but when i got over that hump um i wear this aura ring i could actually see how it positively affected my sleep um going off coffee for a bit some weird dreams occurred when you when you go off coffee and i know it sounds weird but also uh, a lot of shamans like to mention how when you are uh, sort of going into discovering yourself through psychedelics and there's a pre journey things will come up which is part of the medicine working in you already and um let's just say the dmt is being activated prior to your experience so i found that very interesting and uh the coffee was the big one and then what i didn't do was um which san pedro you don't necessarily have to but i didn't go off of red meat and for those that follow me surprise surprise i'm on a keto carnivore diet um, due to gut related issues and having problems digesting uh, plant material so i stick to a keto carnivore diet so that made things very interesting because i was a bit concerned um 
for some reason it's just because most people that do these things are either eating just a very normal diet with lots of carbs or they are just plant-based um, hippies so to speak that are doing nothing but you know just advocating their lifestyle to the world um, so that really did like sort of concern me and uh, going into the journey I was like 18 hours 19 hours fasted as well so I was my body was really in a bit of a bit of a state so to speak um, but regardless it was uh, one of the most profound experiences of my life it propelled me into the next chapter of my life and again maybe I'll get into the very some of the specifics not too much of it of the journey but it was interesting to say the least and the effects are I'm making an assumption now but um, I'm quite a small person I'm five foot seven um, I, I'm very active um, but being fasted and being on a very low carb diet I assumed the effects lasted longer than the average person that would take this stuff just simply because of the way I eat and um, train and things like that and being low carb and you can go research there's a lot of people on uh, reddit and things like that that mention how even alcohol on a keto diet um, just absolutely whaps you sideways uh, quicker than when you are eating a normal shitty carbohydrate laden diet um, so that they, they I mean I notice that as well when I drink um, I definitely get um, a lot more uh, wasted in, in in a bit of a faster time frame compared to the people that I'm with um, so that's that so before I wrap up I want to say that I do see I see a future in uh, the psychedelic community and the meat-based community and the convergence of these two I really do I see a future where addiction and recovery centers are actually based around these two facets and I would love to see that I really would love to see it and in Europe they call this diet a paleoethic ketogenic diet um, why it's not uh, popularized yet I don't know who knows I'm, I'm not a conspiracy conspiracy theorist um, but I do know there's a lot of people that want to censor things like this because it goes against everything that we've been told um, and again like you know this is what's worked for me I'm not here to impart my views onto you I'm just here to um, express different points of view and having said that I would love to hear your thoughts like are you somebody who has experiments with meat-based diets and then had a psychedelic or vice versa like what like where you know where do most people sit I would love to hear so please please reach out and let me know um, and if you would be willing we could even have you on my show um, because I'm very interested in the the intersection of these two very new and interesting domains that are yet to be heavily researched and uh, studied so there's that a couple of resources um, for those that are keen again like I said Tim Ferriss Aubrey Marcus um, on the doctor side of things uh, Dr. Sean Baker he's a crazy carnivore dude um, Paul Saladino um, Kevin Stock uh, read I will link it below read his article on the health dangers of a plant-based diet no jokes there's actual science there um, it is very well written um, it just gives you an in-depth perspective on 
uh, on why, you know, maybe eating broccoli every day in a smoothie, especially raw broccoli, is not a good idea. So there's a whole bunch of things there. Um, Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you did enjoy this, please subscribe, like, comment. It really does go a long way. Um, Go to my website, joshnamer.com, and um, I guess I'll catch you in the next episode. Cheers for now.